It's time to step into the more that God has for you. This is Eunice Lai, and I would like to welcome you to today's episode of Beyond the Building with Laura Pereno and Debbie Kiever of the Beyond Women's Conference. Hey, welcome back, everybody, to Beyond the Building. I'm Debbie Kiever with Laura Pereno, and we are in the month of February, which means, Laura, brand new series. And I know a lot of people think of Valentine's Day, and it's kind of the month of Valentine's Day. But really, if we could align our relationships, every relationship with the word of God, boy, wouldn't they be sweeter, sweeter than the best chocolate that is being purchased this month. So as we jump into uh, this brand new series, today's topic is called Make Every Effort. When you think about it, relationships, they do require a lot of effort. So we're going to take a look at the word of God and what we need to do to make some adjustments to make them a little bit more uh, reflective of God's heart for relationships. Amen. That's so true. And I, I love the word relationships. And so many times, Debbie, it's we we automatically reflect on a romantic relationship or a relationship with a boyfriend, you know, husband, whatever that might be. And yet we are all in relationship with each other. And so I think it's it's amazing on the second year of the second month of the year to really hit that because it's so crucial, right? We need to be focusing on our relationships, not just in the month of February, but we need to focus on our relationships all year long. Uh, mm -hmm. And this month, particularly, we are going to look at four separate principles from the word of God uh, that will target healthy relationships. And that's what we want, right? When our relationships are not healthy, we know things start to spin. Um, but we, I think the goal is for this month uh, to look at these truths, embrace mm -hmm. them, and then make them a part of our daily habit. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Actually, there's quite a story in the Kiever household that's taken place over the last number of months that we're going to draw some analogies between what we're sharing and what um, my husband and I have had to live uh, over here. But the key text that we're going to work from is very familiar to people. Hebrews 12, 14, I'm reading from the NIV. Make every effort to live in peace with everyone and to be holy mm. for without holiness, no one will see the Lord. Man, Debbie. I mean, we know we love the word of God. I read that. And, or as you're reading that, I'm, I'm just, it's hitting home here, right? Because we all want relationships that work. We all want mm -hmm. relationships. And yet so often we are not uh, willing or ready or wanting to do the work that comes along with it. So many times when people are going into marriage or whatnot, and I'm like, it's going to be amazing, but listen, it is work. Yes. And that scripture yes. says, make every effort to live. And it's kind of like, you are not kidding. This is not just like, Hey, go and go and just do it. Right. This is, we have to make every effort to live in a relationship with what you just read. I think so often people jump into relationships that they have unrealistic expectations. Mm -hmm. I remember when we were, remember like many moons ago, Laura, where we were dating somebody and it's like, oh, we're just perfect for each other. Yeah. You know, <laughs> we never fight. When you hear someone say, we never, ever fight, you know, you're kind of like, <laughs> oh, red flag. Or, you know, you get your, I don't know if you remember, but you, you probably said the first day that you talked to your parents when you moved into the University of Delaware and you had me as your roommate. I'm sure you said, mom, dad, my roommate, we are so alike. I think it's going to be the easiest thing in the world to room with Debbie Kahn. 
<laughs> you were easy to live with, Debbie. I will say that I I am probably 100% sure that I did say that, which is very interesting, isn't it? Because mm-hmm. we do go into those relationships. But, but regardless of the relationship, I mean, seriously, you are very, very easy to live with. I do need to highlight that regardless of the relationship, once you are together in it for a while, mm-hmm. um, things, things are, are different. You recognize the differences that you have. I remember I had to get up super early at one point and you didn't have to get up quite as early. And I was really into the curlers at that time. Yeah. And, yeah. and I remember like, oh my goodness, she doesn't, she's not getting up this early. How do I put the curlers in my hair without disturbing the one that I'm living with? Right. So there's, right. there's a lot to that right there. <laughs> and that's really where we are in this podcast. We're not the same people when we go into a relationship with somebody. We have different backgrounds and whatnot, and we want to uh, really talk about relationships today that can be challenging. Uh, Mm -hmm. Relationships where personalities are different, your family background is different, the way that you communicate with people is different, right? These challenging relationships, I think that's where we're really going to hit today as we look at Make Every Effort. And the Bible is filled with instruction on how to handle each of those differences that you have you know you and I are very we have walked a very similar journey in many ways and we laugh about that we are very aligned in terms of values you and I but we're not the same people and so there are some quirky things that will come up and and quirky things are kind of cute and fun initially but they can become the wedge that is drawn between people Some, some relationships I mean we've all had them they're just not easy to keep the peace you know, once your guard is down and once you know you like each other and you're kind of stuck with each other, the the challenges start to increase on the areas that you don't see eye to eye on. And those were the places where your relationship experiences more tension between one another, because honestly, you're not trying to impress them with anything. Now you're just trying to prove to them that you're right. right? Mm, and then, yes, that's and right. Hebrews says, Hebrews 12, 14 says, make every effort that means like with to live at peace with all men all means all even yes. the ones that pluck your last nerve yes God's saying yes with that one you need to make every effort yes so it's with that one you need to make every effort right and i think that word every is the ouch word right because we'll all make an effort but every effort you know when we are trying to live with peace with other people every effort means that you try one thing Right. Mm-hmm. And if that doesn't work, you try another effort, you make another effort, you try another thing. And and there's not an exhaustive list that we would just say, well, I tried the first three things and it didn't work out. Right. You keep trying with the things that God has given you to utilize mm-hmm. to work on your relationship. You just keep trying. Right. Yep. And And the cool thing is that God doesn't say you just keep trying, just keep trying. He's actually saying, keep trying with the things I have already given you. And I think mm-hmm. that sometimes uh, we don't, we fail to recognize that, A, the word of God has given us everything we need. It's like he's He's given us a toolbox. My husband yep. has identical toolboxes um, he, here, right? And then he gave an identical toolbox to our daughter. It's like everywhere we go, there's an identical toolbox so that no matter where we are, we can fix the things that are broken, right? And mm-hmm. And our heavenly father has given us a toolbox with many tools. And he says with it, 
you keep trying each tool until you run out of tools, right? That's right. <laughs> and that's man, right. some of those tools are hard to use or we don't know how to use them. But the key is that we're not going to give up without a fight to keep the relationships that we have. And uh, really to sum that one up, that's completely countercultural. That's completely opposite what we see in the cultural norm today. It's maybe you try one thing and it doesn't work out. You give up. Unfriend them. Just unfriend them. Yeah, exactly. Them. Or, exactly. You know, this, this dissing somebody because you just don't feel it when you're with them anymore. Yes. And I think that is the same principle that we need to apply when we're in church too. It's a family, the family of God, but it's a family filled with imperfect people who are going to be quirky and there's going mm. to be tension among each other. But how many people have gotten into the habit of church hopping mm. because they are looking for the perfect family? Yes. Like you never... Whatever, please don't come to our church, you know, because you're going to be let down. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, we need to learn how to work through those, navigate those tensions and, and celebrate the areas we're different and learn how to, in a healthy way, the tension of being different, allow it to make you stronger as opposed to just thrown in the towel because we cannot stop being family. That's right. That's right. Uh, Back to that verse in verse 14. uh, I love this. Make every effort to live in peace with everyone and be holy. Without holiness, no one will see the Lord. When we look at that scripture, I love to look at what the desired outcome of the scripture would be. And it says, make every effort to live in peace, right? Mm -hmm. So the desired outcome of the scripture is that we would live in peace. Peace is the desired outcome. And we love to dig into words. The Greek word for peace here is irinen. <laughs> Deb, do you have a great do you have a great pronunciation for that? I've called it irene, but I don't know. Irene, I don't even know. Uh, but it's e i r e n e n for those of you who like to look things up. But it means wholeness or completeness. And when you think about uh, being in a relationship, when you are in a, a, a tension spot in your relationship. Uh, tension pulls people apart from one another Mm -hmm. right away. It's like you repel each other when there's tension going on. Uh, Tension can pull apart families or churches or marriages, Mm -hmm. right? Because it pulls apart and pulling apart is not the desired outcome, right? Peace is the desired outcome. And if peace means wholeness and completeness, then when we are in peace, when we are whole and when we are at peace with each other, it actually draws us closer And that's just the way God's word works. When we are aligning ourselves in the way of Jesus, we will be unified. We will come closer. But when we are walking in the way of the world, which would be, right, the opposite of that, Aaron A, it would be tension, it would pull us apart. And so even in the tension, we are to live in peace. We are to allow it to bring us into a place of peace, even when there's tension going on. Um, We can live in peace peace, even with people that are challenging to us, right? Mm -hmm. People that we struggle to connect with and some people that, you know, there's been some head button going on. We can still live at a place of peace in peace with them. And that's where a a practical example that we're going to weave into this, this podcast is about when there's been something fractured in a relationship, when somebody who is maybe who's hard to navigate relationship with has done something that has wounded us like fractured communication, fractured trust. And our story actually involves a fracture. So, you know, we have two um, eight pound schnoodles. They're they're really a designer mutt. <laughs> it's like, a, a, they're eight pounds and they're 12 years old. It's a Schnauzer Bichon um, 
bishy poo type mix. And so we have a really tender hearted dog named Schnickers. And back in the summer, I was carrying a granddaughter in one arm and a big heavy water bottle, the metal kind in my armpit on the other side. And I opened the door of my house and in the doing so the water bottle fell out and hit the ceramic tile. Well, unbeknownst to me at that very moment, my dog's foot was underneath and took the brunt of a heavy water bottle. She's only eight pounds. So, you know, it, it, it turned into a fractured toe. And this, um, this became a like four and a half month ordeal story of in and out of uh, vet special specialty hospitals, but it started with a fracture and we were heading in a journey towards healing, towards peace, towards wholeness, right? That we, we were desiring, but like relationships, that doesn't always go smoothly. You know, I, I've, I've heard you walk this journey and man, my heart has gone out because we've all worn that shoe, Debbie, right? Where things happen and people get hurt. Um, we could call it that we've all worn the shoe of wounding someone else, um, whether we've done it intentionally or whether we've done it by accident. Um, man, it hurts, right? And and the one who's been wounded, uh, they pull away from us because of the pain that they're feeling. Mm -hmm. But God, again, it goes back to this toolbox. God has given us the tools even in a relationship where there's been a wounding, mm -hmm. um, where peace can be restored. And part of that really goes to the one who uh, did the wounding, again, intentionally or not, uh, walking the path of humility and owning up to the fact that there was something that happened that they did that caused pain to the other person. And mm -hmm. so many times, we don't want to go to that place. You know, we want to make an excuse for why things happened or whatnot, mm -hmm. but owning it in humility. And then that is a, a huge tool that God has given us humility. Take this tool, try it, own up to what's happened. Mm -hmm. And then along with that humility, you get to that place where in your humility, you get to ask for forgiveness. And mm -hmm. I love, I love just saying that, like you get to ask for forgiveness you know, mm -hmm. for forgiveness from that person, because so many times it's like, I have to ask for forgiveness or, right, oh, they right. told me that that's the only way it's going to work out. It's like, oh, I'm opening my toolbox. There's forgiveness. I mm -hmm. get to use forgiveness today in order to help this relationship. Like forgiveness is a tool that God has given us to walk in peace with each other uh, when there's been hurt in a relationship. And this is goes both ways. I mean, the person, let's say you're the one that dropped the water bottle, right? You're the one that hurt the other person. You have to ask for forgiveness. But then there's, when you've been wounded by somebody else and they haven't asked for forgiveness, you mm -hmm. still have a tool in your toolbox called, I for, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they do. Amen. Right. So yes, I know this sounds silly, but of course I just held Snickers with her broken leg and told her how sorry I was and dogs are amazing that's why everybody should have dogs mm -hmm. they always always forgive yes she's never looked at me with that stink eye that's like you did this to me yeah the challenge was I had to deal with the thoughts between my own ears right where where you whether you wound somebody else or somebody wounds you so that fracture is there in a relationship the enemy is always hounding saying you screwed up you're, you're a failure. What kind of Christian are you kind of like, he was going after me 
saying you should feel horrible. Everybody's, you know, Laura, you know what it was like those first couple months, people would see this dog in a long leg cast and go, what happened to your dog? Yeah, I yeah. had to keep saying it was an accident. I broke my dog's toe. You know, it was just one of those things. And I started to really feel lousy about myself. And God really kind of put me in a corner and said, mm. you need to the stop the tool of beating yourself up. Debbie, it mm. was an accident. He reframed it. You mm. need to just be more careful. I'm not that I was being careless, but now I'm more aware of it. Mm. I'll tell you what, I don't try to carry too many things through the door anymore. Mm. Mm. You know, you do learn from it, but God had to really help me navigate the, mm. the thought pattern. The enemy was really trying to beat me up in my head. And that mm. was of course, taken away the peace. It mm. wasn't stickers that was going after me. It was the enemy. That's right. Uh, that's right. Uh, it's amazing. You even called that a, a tool, right? We can, we get to choose what tools we get to mm -hmm. like the tools, from the heavenly tools, right. Or try to use the earthly tools there. And, and we're going to end up beat up that way. Um, you shared with me on this journey that when you went to the vet, the vet had to realign uh, the bones in her foot and then splint it. Mm -hmm. And just thinking about that word realigning, when you're thinking about relationships that aren't living in peace mm -hmm. uh, or are broken, it, putting things in the proper position, um, allow them to heal well. Mm -hmm. And so as we think about that, you know, that is, that leads to another tool for fractured relationships because forgiveness realigns us first of all with the father right and realigns us back with each other because we're offering forgiveness but mm -hmm. so does the tool of praying it's mm -hmm. like the next thing we can go to in our toolbox okay i've i've offered forgiveness whether it was received or not and now what's the next tool i can grab it's the tool of praying for somebody who has hurt you and doing good to those who have wounded you can i just say like none of these tools necessarily feel good when we take them out of the box. No. Right. But we see the benefit that those tools bring and the peace that they bring. So it's, um, it's that tool of, of praying. God has given us the tool of praying for people who hurt us. Jesus tells us to do it and to do good for those who have wounded us. Yeah. And then we just keep running back to scripture, right? That is like the nuts and bolts of the splint yes. that went on her leg, right? It's the, the guidelines on here is how you relate to people in these different scenarios. And Jesus was the perfect example because how many times towards him did people wound him? Mm. People who opposed him, people who criticized him, people who nailed him to a cross, right? He continued to walk with uh, compassion. He was forgiving. And then ultimately he died and laid it all down mm. all mm. for the very people who were opposing him. So again, he continued to, to model it. The word tells us what to do. And if, if, you know, that, that old cliche thing of what would Jesus do? There's a lot of wisdom in that. Yes. About how do I respond in that moment? Yes, absolutely. So the next step on the journey, Deb, uh, I know you, you were talking about the fact that they put splinters, uh, I'm sorry, schnickers in the splint. <laughs> they put schnickers in the splint with no splinters. Uh, but what was that about? Talk I would just that. like to hear you try to say that again a couple of times. <laughs> All right. So what they did was, <laughs> no, keep in mind, she's only eight pounds. She's small. Oh, yeah. So she wore a, a long leg cast basically mm -hmm. from her shoulder to her toe. And they, every two weeks, they were the, the expectation that was outlined to us is that what should happen is every two weeks, we're going to take it off and just take a look at her skin, see how she's doing. And in about 
and then put it on for two more weeks. In about eight weeks, there sh she should be healed. There should be no bone should be in place and no shifting. Mm. Mm, mm. Okay. So that reminds me of another tool because, uh, I love that no shifting, right? So the bones will stay in place. Uh, Galatians five sixteen says the more we stay in step with the Holy spirit, the more we're going to stabilize the relationship that just experienced a fracture, which is exactly what you were just saying. It's like taking the relationship and putting it in a splint, right? Mm -hmm. And so here we want to stabilize the relationship that we've got going on that is fractured. Um, and I think part of this next tool has to do with the fact that we, and we have to tell ourselves this all the time when we are in a hard relationship, we are only responsible for how mm -hmm. we live we are not responsible for how others live. And so really this next tool is being uh, responsible for focusing on me. And it's funny because so many times we say we want to focus on other people, but when it comes to something like this, our focus needs to be on us. Are we being led by the Holy Spirit, right? Mm -hmm. Are we listening to the Lord? What do our words or our behaviors or our attitudes look like in this relationship? And it goes back to our original verse. This tool is like, am I making every effort? Man, it is easy to, to say in the midst of a, a heated argument, you are not doing the thing you're supposed to do, right? Sure. Or you, mm -hmm. you are not lining up with what we heard in church this morning or, mm -hmm. you know, whatever it might be. And you're not, you're not yielding to, to make this right. And I think in Galatians and also our scripture here is saying like, what are you doing? Mm -hmm. Where, what are you aligned with? How mm -hmm. are you splinted up? And you may, you know, when you first splint something, it, it holds things pretty securely. But, you know, Shickers is a dog. She still was walking and things can shift a little bit. So it's it's staying in step with the spirit is a daily like yes. checkpoint. Am, how yes. am I doing today? Because you can start thinking that you're still on track, but you're really not. Mm. You know, you're starting to just make some excuses and you're thinking mm. a little bit extra and, and deviating off of, of the example that Jesus would have made. Now with her, with the dog, every two weeks, they took off the splint. They looked at her skin and we actually discovered like taking a look at her skin. We're evaluating the mm -hmm. alignment, evaluating what her skin looks like under there. Around week six, she was really responding. They called it with angry skin mm -hmm. to the tape that they use. They use this double-sided tape to kind of help the splint from shifting off her leg. And so the bigger issue started becoming uh, that her skin was getting really angry and you don't want any mm. breakdown mm. from angry skin. So they, it's, it reminds me of, you know, Psalm 139, where you're asking the Lord, search my heart. Is there anything offensive? That's in right. Me? Right. And so for her, the dog search my skin, I'm seeing something that's festering underneath. And so they had to make an adjustment for that. So, but for us, it's the same thing. God's open the splint off my heart mm. and let me know if anything is becoming unclean underneath of there. And that's, that's part of the healing, right? It's because he, a lot of times healing is a process. And in that waiting process, we can start to, you know, just entertain thoughts that aren't healthy. This is amazing. The, the analogy here with, with what Schnickers, uh, you know, her journey is just amazing to this, mm -hmm. this, this text here. Um, because as we are, you know, recovering, right? As a relationship is recovering from a break. It's just like you were just saying with Snickers, there's times where uh, in our healing, right? In that splint, we're trying to realign things and yet it's going to hurt. But sometimes it's like a 
there's just seasons where it hurts even more. Yeah. I think that's really hard because you're anticipating that you're on this journey toward full right now healing. And then it's like, ah, man, that hurts, right? Really deeply. And I think that uh, when we look at, at the healing in our journey and relationships, um, sometimes there's blind spots. And man, mm-hmm. I love my car right now because it lets me know what's going on in my blind spot. Uh, but if we don't see what's going on in the blind spot, the blind spot typically is something that we, our own actions are insensitive. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. it's not a blind spot when you call it out on somebody else. Like you are, yeah. you are checking it out. Blind spots mm-hmm. are about you. Yeah. And uh, when things are uncovered in that healing and then you recognize the blind spots, man, this is where that tool, that last tool of listening to the Holy Spirit is so critical because um, the Holy Spirit's going to be the one to tell you what the blind spots are. I mean, the other person in relationship may call it out too, but when the Holy Spirit tells it, tells you, it's like, oh, that's another tool. I need to listen to this so I know where to course correct uh, in this relationship. Now we got up to week eight and her skin was healing, you know, very well from the irritated skin down by her foot. Mm-hmm. But they did an x-ray and they said it's she, she needs another week or two more in this splint before the bones have had enough growth for her to be able to walk on her leg. And they put the cast back on and they took the cast off one week later. And Laura, this was the part that was so hard for me to see. And from working in a hospital for so long, I knew what I was looking at. Mm-hmm. Um, her bone in her elbow had broken through the skin and it was black. It's mm-hmm. called it's called necrosis. It's when the bone itself dies from a lack of circulation. So, this was a step. This was suddenly a much mm-hmm. larger step away from RNA, right? From peace and wholeness and completeness. Um, in fact, it was so bad to the point that they they were no longer concerned about the broken mm-hmm. toe. Now it was his bone. So what happened was is make every effort, right? Make every effort towards wholeness. And in Schnicker's case, wholeness is having a fourth leg. Uh, we had a, we did a surgery where they shaved off the necrotic bone and did a skin flap. And, and lo and behold, we had another two weeks with a cast knowing, and just people are like, why would you put a cast back on? We had to based mm-hmm. on the surgery, but they also put like a major donut cushion. So her skin wasn't touching mm-hmm. anything. So we went into another two weeks of a cast after that. We were making the effort. We were doing, pulling out the That's tools right. um, in the toolbox to try to make effort um, with this, with the surgery. You know, uh, taking, taking her story and then thinking about our relationships and our healing. Um, it That sounds like a setback. Right. Mm-hmm. That's, that's not what you were expecting. Again, you're not advancing in the healing of this, yeah, of this leg. That's got to, I mean, that is, that is really, really hard. And can I just stop here and tell you how much I love you? And uh, I know that was really hard, Deb. And um, it's uh, it's beautiful to really look at that and and be able to heal relationships through this podcast yeah. um, as you're sharing yeah. this really hard story. Uh, so looking at that as a setback and and coming to that conclusion of what was going on in your story at that moment, um, I think when we're in relationships too, and we, we experience a setback, like there's something... Uh, there's something deep that starts to be revealed or something that happens because of what's going on in your story. Um, maybe uh, something old comes to light or mm-hmm. uh, something's triggered inside of your heart from something in your yeah. past, or perhaps the person your relationship with has the same thing, you know, from a past mm-hmm. relationship. Man, 
there are so many wounds that we carry for so long. And sometimes it's not until we have a wound that needs to be set that we recognize how deep other wounds are in our story. Mm -hmm. And I think in those difficult moments where we're like, God, I'm doing all the things I'm supposed to do. And yet it's just Mm -hmm. so painful. And I'm in this hard place. How do I get out of this? How do we heal? Mm -hmm. Um, It's like, you got to go back to the toolbox. And while this sounds simple, it almost sounds like it's simplifying it. You got to recognize like going back to the toolbox is hard and obedient. And so you go back to the toolbox and sometimes you like open it up and you're like, God, I feel like I have done every single thing that you've given me in this toolbox, but I feel like there is one more tool in that toolbox. And it's basically going to the Holy Spirit and saying, Holy Spirit, will you reveal to me? Is there mm-hmm. anything else that you want me to do? Mm-hmm. Because we can't always see those wounds that are affecting the bone like you're talking about, right? When we're in the splint, but the Holy Spirit sees it. And maybe he's telling you to go actually do something, right? Maybe there's some kind of act of kindness or service that you haven't stepped into. Maybe it's to pray more or to fast, or maybe it mm-hmm. is to go seek the help of a Christian counselor, or mm-hmm. we don't know what it might be that last tool that he gives you or another tool that he gives you, but it's like listening for his voice, seeing what he reveals. And then here it is, right. Is going to do it like obediently do the thing you're called to do. The goal is peace. And the word says to achieve peace, we are to make every effort. You know what I think is a sad commentary is I think people would go to the ends of the moon to help their pet, but they Mm. were more likely cast off of friendship. That's so true. That's so true. I mean, seriously. I mean, so true. It's it's a sad commentary, but we need to take this to heart because I don't think Hebrews was talking about your relationship with your pet. I think he was talking about your relationship with, uh, with your friends. Amen. Amen. That is so true. So Laura, at the end of the two weeks after this surgery, they removed the splint and the surgical site healed beautifully. But like we both saw this and my heart just sank because now there was a brand new necrotic area. So the issue wasn't the original spot now, and it wasn't the toe fracture. It was the fact that there was a serious circulation problem in her leg and it was at the tip of her, um, like an elbow joint. So again, our our emotions were flying. I had this sinking feeling. I remember from working at, at, you know, trauma care for so many years, if you want wholeness, if you want healing in so many cases, you, your picture is for a person to have two legs, right. Or for a dog Mm -hmm. to have four legs, making every effort. We have one last tool to try. And, and honestly, the vet was very upfront about it, that this tool, this laser treatment probably was not going to work because there was no data on that. It worked for bone. It worked for other, you know, soft tissue things. And in fact, I had just had laser treatment on my foot and it was amazing, but there's no real evidence that it helps a bone. Mm. But my husband and I looked at each other and again, it was like, we will exhaust every tool in our toolbox and just try to save her leg. And so um, we had a couple of treatments, nothing helped, right? We tried a couple of treatments and the, the vet looked at it and said, I'm so sorry. Mm. So we made 
the last decision we had to make was to remove her leg at the shoulder. So Schnickers has three legs and, you know, the outcome was not what we had desired, but we made every effort to try to save that leg. And, and it feel like we, you feel like we felt short, you know, we mm. felt short on that goal of mm. peace, right. If you're looking at it as wholeness or completion in many ways, we feel like we fell short with that. Mm. Debbie, you know, the story with Schnickers, um, it, it again aligns with our relationships. And sometimes, you know, when you're thinking about a friendship, um, maybe that you have been working on for a really long time and you are what, whatever the wounding has been, and you are doing your part and you're using all of your tools. Um, sometimes that friendship, uh, never recovers. And I think in this season that we're in today, man, we see people, right. You're my best friend. Now you're blocked, whatnot. It, it's so easy for friendships to be tossed aside, like you said, but we pull out our tools and we do everything we can. And if that friendship is not going to last, you've done everything you can uh, in that way. And as we talk about friendship, sometimes those relationships don't recover. Now, this is this is different than when we're talking about a covenant relationship, right, between you and a spouse, between you and your husband. Um, in those situations where you have tried all of your tools, right, and for whatever reason, you still are feeling pulled apart, right? This is not a uh, a place where we would say, well, you've used all the tools, right? And you're not experiencing peace. It's just never going to recover. A covenant relationship mm -hmm. is very different than what we're talking about here. Mm -hmm. This is more of a friendship thing. Um, when you're in a covenant relationship, you will use every tool you have, right? And mm -hmm. keep your covenant, right? Mm -hmm. And so- um, so that's, that's different than what we're talking about. But when you look at a relationship with a girlfriend or, or whatnot, um, you've just got to be careful that you have used every tool that you have and be willing to live in the place, the new place, which might not look recovered the way you think it's supposed to look. Yeah. You know, I think there's a, the, if you're going back to what you said before, we're, we have to own our part of it. There are times that you've done everything you can and the friendship has just kind of in, in all all word and it's ended right and it's because there's just it's unreconcilable you know That's the right. key is to keep your heart in a healed place where they keep you're always looking make sure there's no festering any unforgiveness any bitterness that's in there because as you continue to keep your heart clean you never know there may be a season where that other person comes around that's right and that's as long right. as you've kept your heart like we, we can't make this analogy with the dog the leg is gone the leg is not going to grow back. Yes. Right. But in relationships. Yes. You kind of like you put a relationship on the side, but you always keep the door yes. open in case that comes back. It's the same thing in a marriage with that covenant relationship. You may be living in that covenant relationship with your spouse and it's not all sweet and cream, right? It's hard, but you are continuing to keep your heart right because there may be that day of grace where your spouse turns around. That's right. That's and and right. you've kept the door open. So I think that is a big difference here. I think where the analogy with the dog doesn't follow all the way through. That's right. That's right. The key is you, like that scripture said, right? Make every effort for us, for my husband and I, we have no regrets. Yes. Because, because we, we did everything we can. Now just, let's just wrap up this podcast. People are like, well, how's she doing now? <laughs> I can tell you that she is a happy 
hopping around three-legged dog. She is pain-free. She um, races, mm. you know, once in a while she trips and falls over a little bit, you know, pathetic. <laughs> there are consequences that you, you know, in a relationship that you don't sound like you forget what happened. I can't look at the dog and forget what happened. She yes. is missing a leg, right? Yes. yes. But there's peace between us. She's happy. We're happy. And it's no longer the focus. Like when I look at her every time I see my dog, I don't see the missing leg. Yes. Same thing in a relationship too. If we could get to a place where we're just so forgiving that even though it's not like going completely back to the way it was prior to the injury in the relationship, there's so much forgiveness that when I see the person, I see the person mm. and not, and not the old, not the old injury. Mm, mm, that That is, that is so good. That is so good. And she, I've seen her, I've seen her uh, run around and she is just doing exceptionally. So um, praise God for that. So as we wrap up, what are our key takeaways? Um, what can we ask the Holy Spirit to be speaking to our heart about um, from the conversation today? The first one is, man, in challenging relationships, the goal is still peace, right? It's funny. Mm-hmm. Cause like, I look, I, I look at that and I'm like, well, what if the goal in a challenging relationship is just to be a little less challenging? That's not yeah. the goal. That might be baby steps, right? But the goal is peace. Our job um, is to pull out all the stops, go through the whole tool bag, do everything that God has given us to work toward peace. Mm-hmm. However, as we are pulling out all those tool uh, boxes, we are ultimately responsible for the things that we do in order to lead to peace, right? We are to exhaust all efforts. Uh, If there is still no peace, we can have peace that we have done everything that God has called us to do. Mm -hmm. So this is a great start to a great month uh, as we look at relationships. Next week, we're going to continue on in our series on relationships. And we hope that you'll join us. We've got four weeks ahead of us where we're going to talk about how to stay healthy, how to use biblical guidance in our relationships and uh, really to see those relationships shine for him. So thank you for being here with us today. We're so grateful that you're a part and we look forward to talking to you again next week, week two of relationships. God bless you and have a great day. Sounds great. We believe that God will use what was shared to encourage you as you step into the more that he has prepared for you today. Thank you for joining us until next time. Remember, you were created for more.